0: In order for you to build a website or sales page, you really need to have like some sort of your own brand identity, color fonts, et cetera, to plug into the sales page or website to make it your own.
1: And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Chris Harder Show. I'm sitting down with a really dear friend of mine and the founder of the incredible branding agency, Brand Up. Now, here's why this episode is special. This is the agency, and of course, the woman who runs it, Anna, This is the agency that redid my entire brand. So when you see the new podcast look and the new website look and all my sales pages totally redone, the new graphics, the new colors, everything, this is the person and the agency that it all came from. So we're going to actually do a a quick deep dive on why my brand looked the way it did before the rebrand and some of the benefits I'm experiencing after the rebrand. We're going to talk about what the process looked like to do such a big rebrand. But way more importantly for most of you, we're going to talk about how to build a beautiful brand on a budget. You see, this time I invested lots of money into the brand, but you don't have to invest a lot of money into the brand in the beginning. That's a complete myth, but you can still have an epic, beautiful looking brand if you want. We teach you exactly how to do that. We're also going to talk about how Anna scaled her team this year and her income by 5x. You know, a lot of people throw it around out there like, "I 2x, I 10x, I 5x, my business." Anna actually really did it in one year, and made sure she kept her life of freedom and fun a total priority. So we're going to teach you how she accomplished that. We're going to get into how to build sales pages that really sell, and yes, most of you have a web page, not a sales page, and you need a sales page. And then we're going to make it even easier for you. At the end, we're going to give you a special gift or a special offer. And all you have to do, if you want one of these templated sales pages that literally you fill in the blank and you can't screw it up. And if you're like just getting started and you have very little money for a a beautiful looking website, then we have a gift for you at the end. You can go to brandup.inc. That's I N K. Go to brandup.inc and you can buy any of their templates, any of their sales page, as many as you want for 10% off using the coupon code Chris. Yes, my name. Real original, right? So go to brandup.inc. Go to their shop page. Check out all their sales templates, their branding kit, everything. And you can literally build an epic, beautiful website that really sells all the leads who are coming to it really, really well. And you can do it for 10% off and you're going to be able to do this for between $500 and $900. You're going to be blown away. So go check it out. Brandup.ink. Brandup.ink. Use coupon code Chris, my name, C-H-R-I-S, to get 10% off any and all of the templates there. So get ready. Listen up. Because everything you need to know about branding and building a beautiful brand, we're about to drop on you right now. Anna, my friend, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I'm
0: doing splendidly. How are you, Chris?
1: Same. Isn't that funny? We just got all that other way. Here's what people don't get about podcasts I, I've got to come up with a better, like, opening line because we just spent 10 minutes doing the how are you, how's the move, like was, all that stuff. It was going.
0: valuable. It was super valuable. Yeah. I
1: know. I know. Anyhow, we, we have to do the fake how are you to kick this thing off. Right. Here's what's not <laughs> fake. I want to start with a, a round of one word answers. You get one word. Maybe if you want to blend two together, I'll let that slide. But you get one word to answer these rapid-fire questions. You down? I'm down. All right. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Irvine. Where do you live now? Ooh, loaded question.
0: (laughs) Venice and Austin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Favorite book or podcast?
0: Favorite book. I would say Daily Stoic because I just read it every day, pretty much.
1: Love it. Person who's had a positive impact on you.
0: This is a, I feel like that was a loaded question.
1: I have to say it's you. <laughs> no, no, these are not a setup. <laughs>
0: that was the first thing that came to mind.
1: Oh, see, that's so good. Then it. it must have been hell Let's of an impact. <laughs> uh, what is yeah. one thing the world needs to improve?
0: People getting past their fears and blocks.
1: Uh, favorite trait in other people? Vibrancy. Ooh, good one. Haven't heard that one yet. What makes you laugh?
0: A <laughs> A good meme.
1: Well, that is true. One superpower you have.
0: My ability to find really good memes.
1: You know, you're really pushing the one word limit here. Sorry. <laughs> one word to describe your next your outlook for the next 12 months. Shiny. Yes. And one word that describes you best. Shiny. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and last but not least, what are you most grateful for?
0: Grateful for uh, connection.
1: Yeah. I love that. Me too. Okay. So let's get a little bit deeper in the show. And I want to start with this. Real story. My brand was freaking atrocious. like The way it looked, the way it came across, there's no uniformity to it like whatsoever. And you saved my brand. You literally rescued my brand. And so number one, thank you. But the real question coming out of this is, I did not take branding serious. I thought I could just Spread a good message, do enough teaching, and you know, help the number of people I wanted to help. And I cannot begin to express the difference from pre-rebrand to post-rebrand, the response I'm getting from people. So why do people like me not take branding seriously? Let's start there.
0: I think it's interesting because first of all, let's let's dive into how we define brand, right? Because yeah. it's such a big word. The way I kind of define brand is the almost like the gut level emotional feeling that people get when they interact with your business and it's interesting because you are a personal brand so you are your business right it would be different you know for let's say a brand like light pink yep. right that is that's like something outside of you but for you you are your brand so the way that you you speak on your podcast the way you show up on instagram your captions all of that like that is your brand so even though you didn't have this like Beautiful visual branding or website—it's like you showed up in your brand for years, and you you were consistent, and that's how people really—that's how people really resonated with who you were. So I think in that regard, you did an excellent job, and that in itself is such a testament to not needing this crazy, polished, beautiful, professional, and expensive visual brand or website right when you launch.
1: That's interesting. So I bet people would have thought you would have gone into this giant explanation of why branding is so important and why they must have it right away and all the things. But you did the opposite. You're like, listen, your brand is really your message and how you make people feel or, or viscerally react. And there is a way to do that without spending a trillion dollars on a whole bunch of fancy branding in the beginning. But then there does come this point, let's be honest, where it's time to clean your shit up a little bit. And I think that's the point that I had reached. And I know that there was a lot of like... I was grabbing the low-hanging fruit. But I was probably missing the whole secondary tier of customers to help because the brand didn't look at the level at which I was producing products. So from that standpoint, why is branding important? What are If we took a hold of our branding, what can we expect to get out of that?
0: Well, for one, I think um, I think branding and a polished website really establishes legitimacy, right? So, if some of you out there are newer entrepreneurs and you have an online coaching program or an info product, you could very well sell it in your DMs. You could sell it using Instagram. You could sell using YouTube, and you could get away with that for a while. But if you have a website and if you have an online home, if you have like people are going to take you seriously. Because you took the time and the energy into doing that. And also, that's the way for people to really absorb everything that you do on one page instead of just different piecemeal, fragmented yeah. areas of social media and things like that.
1: I've done that, by the way, to, to your point. Like, I've gone and looked at other people and I'm like, oh, I heard this person's crushing it. And I'll look at their brand and be like, it kind of looks like shit. Maybe they're really not doing what people are saying they're doing. So it yeah. does freaking matter. And it's yeah. a judgment I shouldn't make, by the way, but I'm just being like fully transparent mm-hmm. we We live in a world where we judge people on how things look, and you we can argue all day is that right, is that wrong? It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, it is, and if it is, and for as long as it is, then we have to play that game,
0: yeah, absolutely, and another thing too is it's really important, and I'll use a brand like yours as an example. it's like who you are and what you do, you have different that you have like a shit ton of different ways that people can either work with you or absorb your content. So, uh, for me, a, a, a website first and foremost is a way to allow people to absorb a little bit about who you are and then be able to easily navigate like, Oh, here's this podcast. Oh, here's, here's this, uh, you know, your, your elite level mastermind. Here's your, uh, here's your course, like just the different things that the different ways that they can work with you on one page and be able to easily navigate through all of it and determine like, okay, where am I, where, where I'm at now? Oh, I feel like I can start with this podcast or I can get to know him this way. So it's just a great way to organize all the different areas of magic that you bring to the table. Okay.
1: I want people to like, go look at this right now. Go to chrisharder.me and start scrolling down. The way it's laid out right now, you can do exactly what Anna's talking about, right? You get kind of the vibe of what I'm about up top and Right away, you can see what the offerings are, and they they really do go in in order of what you know. Maybe how somebody would meet me, like the podcast first, and then maybe they'll dip their toes into a course. And that is so important because what I had before was just kind of like this landing page, and then you had to go up in the upper right hand corner to find, like, intentionally go look for things I was doing. Is there a podcast? Or is there a shop page? Are there things like that? And that is just like you're really relying on other people to do the work, and that's not going to happen.
0: Yep. And there are so many rules with web user experience and user interface when it comes to stickiness of a page. Like when people land on a website, how long is it going to take for them to click the desired action? So something that we like to do with all of our clients is during our initial kickoff, we're like, yo, what's the top conversion you want people to take? Is it to sign up for your email list? Is it for them to click on your sales page for a course? Is it for them to subscribe to your uh, podcast, what is it? And how do we really create a homepage to, to like nudge people towards that one action while also allowing them to navigate through all the different things that you do? And just to give everybody context to like my my agency, Brand Up, we only do two things. We do visual branding, which we did with you. We established you know, Chris Harder logo, color palette, typography, create a usage guide. For, so that way it's consistent with your social media channels, things like that. And then second, we do custom website design development and copywriting, right? Mm -hmm. So on the website side of things, it's the number one thing and the reason like it's very important to differentiate visual branding versus what a website looks like. They're two completely different things. So yeah, our websites, if I do say so myself, are beautiful, but that's almost that comes secondary. Number one is conversions. Mm -hmm. Number one is conversions, and how do we really like lay everything out so it's easy to absorb, easy to navigate, nudge people through uh, your conversion, and also the other side of it too is there's you know there's your homepage right, your Chris Harder website, and then your sales pages. Yep. So when we did Money Principles, for example, a long format. Sales page has a completely different set of rules than a standard website, right? You nudge people through every stage of the buyer's journey in one page, which can totally be a clusterfuck if you don't do it right. Because that's a lot of words, you're doing a lot of selling, a lot of context, a lot of objections, you're squashing, things like that. So it's it's really it's really important for this is something I tell clients, friends, all of that, to really get intentional about the action that you want people to take. And then also you reverse engineer everything, right? Every word, every pixel, every color based on your ideal buyer, right? I your really- ideal buyer for... when we really do- dove into this too. Like when we did money principles versus your main uh, website. So our, we specialize in working with online entrepreneurs and typically they're like your brand, right? They oh. have the main brand, main umbrella brand, and then multiple offerings, programs, courses... Things like that, that fall underneath your main brand. And they should not... They all have a micro niche within your main niche, right? So you have your main segment and then all of the micro ones. So how do you build out all these other program pages to appeal to that demographic?
1: We thought it looked like a shit show.
0: Exactly. It's
1: it's interesting. I remember going through this process with you. And I thought we were going to pick out my visual branding. And then everything would look like that. And when you start saying, well, no, money principles needs to have its own identity, but look related. And then um, the mastermind has to have its own identity, but look real and so on and so on. That surprised me because I just figured it'd be one stroke of the brush and then you kind of stick everything onto that template. And that wasn't the case at all. That was one of the areas where I learned about having your main message and then these micro niches and they actually have to go look standalone. I'm curious, does it have to be expensive to do all of this?
0: Oh my gosh, no. I we turn down clients all the time and I have friends that reach out and are like, hey, I'm launching a business like this is what I need da, 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 da. and my background so before I started my agency I I worked 13 years in early stage and very well-funded Silicon Valley startups. So in this in the startup arena like you have some, you have like something called proof of concept mm-hmm. right So oftentimes even if you have a ton of funding, you cannot put money, into marketing. You can't put money into a pretty website, all these things until you've proven your concept and you're, you know, you're generating revenue. I give the same exact piece of advice to my clients, right? So if you're just running out of the gates and you're in your head, you're like, I need a perfect brand. I need a perfect website. I need a funnel. I need a website like Chris's, you know, little did people know you bootstrapped early on, you know, you just figured it out. You got it together. You got it up and running. And, um and and then you're ready to reinvest to really nail down that credibility that you've established right so early on uh, I recommend people just roll up their sleeves DIY um my my agency actually we launched uh, a template shop specifically for the newer entrepreneur and we have brand uh we have brand templates web templates and sales page templates and this is essentially because we saw so many people that, we're like, oh i I don't have the time and the energy or or the money to work with an agency or a designer one on one early on, and then they get in their heads and they push off their launch.
1: See, this is what I love about you though you you are really freaking upfront about uh, you're not ready to spend twenty or thirty grand yet. I need you to go over here to this five hundred dollar template or three hundred dollar template or you know whatever because a lot of this stuff can be done by ourselves and at least look pretty dang good as opposed to. Spending $20, 30000 dollars and having it look extraordinary. Like it doesn't have to be so damn perfect up front.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. Okay, okay, So next question for you. Talk to me about sales pages. What what makes a good sales page?
0: So and what is a sales
1: page? A lot of people, I just realized we're talking terminology, people might not know.
0: Yeah, we are. <laughs> so a sales page is like a longer format website that has one call to action button. No other navigation bar links, and it's intended to sell an info product, right? So it's a high ticket or low ticket course, uh, membership site, uh, coaching, um, um, some any sort of online program. So it's not necessarily like an e-commerce site, right? So let's say you go on a website to buy a candle. Candle doesn't need a sales page with a thousand words. You Mm -hmm. know, it needs like description, a couple of reviews, you you know, you're good. But if somebody is investing in a $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 mastermind, they need a little more selling. So uh, a sales page is essentially... And if people want to get an idea, more uh, more of an idea of what that looks like, uh, you can go on Chris's uh, site, go on Money Principles, Fast Foundation, um, Elite Elite Entrepreneur Mastermind pages versus this homepage. And as you can see, this longer format page that goes through pain point question, it really like sheds light on the issue, provides a solution for it, mag- magnifies uh, uh, benefits over features, lists out what's included, um, all of that in, in one page, which is kind of a lot. So with, with sales pages in particular too, that's something I, I always recommend people don't... Ju- if you don't know anything about them, do your research. Look at other well-done sales pages, look at their format and their blueprint. And really try like, compare it to like for, for you, for instance, Chris, like if we look at money um, principles, for instance, like you're an established brand. Mm-hmm. So we asked you guys these questions before uh, we kicked off your, your, your web project. Is essentially like, where's traffic coming from? Are these cold leads? Are these warm leads? Are they coming from Facebook ads? Are they coming from your Instagram account? And for you in particular, if somebody's on that page, they likely know who you are. They likely already trust you. They so we wanted to build that page more so to give them information on what's included versus building your authority, which has already been established. So if you're newer, for example, you should add a little bit more information about yourself. Really draw in that um, credibility so that way people trust you.
1: This makes sense. Okay, so this is what people don't realize is they think a sales page like has maybe a few features on it and their price. And I see this all the time, Anna. This is what makes it so important. A sales page is not. I'll use your candle example, a picture of the candles, the price and a couple of features. It's this long-form art, and you know we call it sales copy, where you're not only sharing who you are, but more importantly, like calling in and enrolling the person so they can see themselves in this sales page, and by the end of it, they're saying, "This person is speaking to me, and that's what makes them buy." Where do people go wrong, other than what we already said, you know the, the short little page with a couple of features and a price. Where else do people go wrong when it comes to their sales pages?
0: Honestly, just copy. So copywriting. I think, um, first of all, not speaking to their ideal buyer, not using their language. Um, That's super important. Always put yourself in the shoes of your ideal buyer. And um, quick little tangent here. This is what I really respected about you and working with you and your team, Chris, was that even for any of the sites either visual or, or like the structure and copy that we we worked on with you, you never made it about you. You weren't ever like, Hey, I want it to look like this. Or like, da, 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 da. you're always like, this is my buyer. This is what they want. And you didn't want, even for these sales pages, you didn't want them to be overly masculine. You as a human, you're masculine, right? But your website is meant to appeal to both men and women. So that essence should also be infused in the copywriting because you're supposed to be speaking directly to them, especially in a long format sales page. And even though there are a lot of words on there. So our typical recommendation for the length of a sales page, um, I'll use for let's say uh, a newer entrepreneur. Obviously, there are so many exceptions. There is no cookie cutter way of doing this. But generally, if it's a program under 10k, you're a newer entrepreneur, I would say around a 1000 words total for the Sales page. So every one of those thousand words should have intention behind it.
1: Everyone counts. And each one
0: should, yeah, each one should sell. And a big, so it's funny, like a big, uh, a common mistake I always see is even the FAQ section. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, yeah, that's where I put the boring details. Like, no. no. When we work with clients, we're like, all right, what are the main objections to your site? And how can we squash them in the FAQs? How can we like bold and underline different statements? How can we use every opportunity that there's a sentence on the page to sell?
1: I'm so curious. Like, where did all of this knowledge, where this love of branding, come from? It's not like you were growing up. You're like, when I grew up, I want to be a branding expert. I don't know Maybe you did.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's funny because i I've always been really creative, but I'm not a designer, so I don't. I'm not. I don't sit there and create the designs, but I manage it, mm-hmm. right? And what that comes down to is psychology. So I've always been really into psychology, and um. Early on in my career, I was always in marketing. I was in marketing, and then the last five years of like my corporate career, I one uh, I of I was working at a startup, and we we fired our creative director, so I kind of stepped in to to manage our design team. And I was like, I like this. I get to we get to put our sh- ourselves in the shoes of our buyer and figure out how do we reverse engineer visuals that are really going to appeal to them and be up with design trends. And then uh, you know the what I was just speaking to you about uh conversion optimization right yep. so like how do we get people to convert on a page so i worked at a startup that had we had like 70 million in funding and we had a full time conversions expert that i would meet with once a week and we would review the website once a week and go through and he'd be like, okay, I tested square buttons versus circle, circular ones and people like this better and having it in the upper right corner and da-da-da-da-da-da. And to me, that was like a game. It was like, yeah. whoa, how can we constantly improve? How can we change the tagline? And this is another really... I think this is a juicy nugget for everybody listening to. Your website is going to constantly iterate, mm-hmm. constantly. You're going to launch it and then you might want to split test something you might you might have you might decide two months later that you're launching a book or you might want want to launch uh, a new course or whatever so i don't want anybody getting in their heads about building this perfect website when you're going to be changing it
1: that takes so gonna... much pressure off by the way cuz i think people are like okay i've got to get it right this time this could be a website for 5 years yeah. and they just they either stop in their tracks and they don't do it or they overdo it and it's not it's Absolutely. fluid it's always going to be changing it should be right? it's like a a growing living thing
0: Yes, exactly, and that's the other piece of advice I always give people is they think it's a daunting task of like, okay, I have to launch a website and a homepage and an about page and a blog and a podcast and then like a press page and oh, I want to be a speaker, I want to do a speaker page and like I always recommend launching with an MVP, like minimum viable product. What do you need to put out there to bring in revenue? What are the main pages to paint your story, sell your services? That could be a two-page website, and then once that's done. Then iterate and keep adding. Be like, oh, okay. Well, it would be helpful to paint my story if I had a press page. You could do that down the line, and it's it, that's why it's it's important too for so many of you. Like, make sure unless you have a robust development team, build your site on a platform that's going to allow you to to add, duplicate a page or add it on or really take accountability for it yourself. That way, you don't feel like you're you're stuck to this. Uh, to, to a whole team to every time you need to change something. I think that's super important.
1: You've done this now for some really badass brands that a lot of the listeners already know. Brag on a couple of those brands.
0: Uh, we've worked with uh, Boss Babe, uh, yourself, uh, Angie Lee, um, Vanessa Lau, Glow. I, I can honestly say I've, we've worked with some of the top online entrepreneurs in this space. And it's really great too because every time we work with a really like Impressive, dope client, we pick up and we learn too. And we're like, oh shit, this is how they did it. And it just constantly adds to our framework.
1: Oh my God, I'm so curious. What'd you learn from working with with me? Don't hold back.
0: Uh, you no, know, I loved, love, love, first of all, your entire team. So Thanks I loved, best. I loved, we loved working with Emily. We loved working with Chris. I think it was really important. I think, uh, I'm sorry, Nick, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> uh, I think Nick in particular. He was really on top of some of the um, the tech components, right? Of maintaining the SEO, making sure mm-hmm. site speed and the plugins, all of that were dialed in, and really ensuring that you can build that your site and what we were building for you is going to be something like all the pages were super rep- replicable. It's something that you and your team can really take ownership and maintain going forth. So that was a great that was a great process. And what I also loved about it is you guys really understood that your website, although you can tweak it up whenever you want. And we really built it out in a way for you guys where it's going to be really easy to do mm-hmm. that. You, you weren't in a rush. You weren't like, we need to do it before this t- time. And we need to rush you guys and da da da. Like, you're like, all right, how can we create the best possible online home yeah. and give it enough creative space and time and energy to really build out something that's going to be with you in the long run?
1: think we're anti-rush did we set the record for the longest project (laughs) it was up there
0: there, but we we loved it too because even it's like towards the end of it it's like we revisited certain things we're like oh we looked at it with fresh eyes we're like oh i feel like this would be better and we went through and we tweaked it so for a lot of you out there too like don't when you work with an agency don't rush it if you have a launch and you need a program page up now like get a template and get it up but then, when you want to build something sustainable and long term, do it with time and space. Don't rush it with a deadline.
1: You know, the reason I asked for you to brag on some of the big brands that you've worked with is people have to understand the size and the scope of the badass agency that you've built. And, and this is where I want to shift from branding to your entrepreneurship journey. You know, I think a lot of people that do branding out there, they're kind of a solopreneur, or maybe they kind of farm it off to, to, to one person. You in the past couple of years, and especially the past year, have built the most badass, efficient, huge team. I think you did something like 4x your revenue or something insane like that in this past year. So talk to us about going from being a solopreneur or somebody with a very small team to building a massive agency like you have now.
0: Um, yeah, it was
1: actually... We went up 5x. In wow! That's insane. Year.
0: Yeah. And um so I launched Brand Up about three and a half years ago. And like I mentioned, I'm not a designer. So the way it all kind of started is I was actually um I uh I spoke for a mastermind um before before I even had brand up, right? Mm-hmm. I was freelancing and I'm the perfect example of somebody who I was a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I would not have wanted, I'm not at the core of the root of who I am like I had a I had a background in working super corporate you know I don't think I was born to be an entrepreneur it was more of a learned it was more of a interesting, learned interesting
1: because we have this debate a lot like are you born or are you created so your case you were created into an entrepreneur
0: yes yes absolutely so um I spoke at the, I had this goal I had this vision I was like all right in fact, fi- like back, this was a few years ago. I was like, okay, in five to 10 years, I'm gonna have my own agency. But until then, because I've always worked on the brand side, I was like, until then, I'm gonna work at some of the top global agencies. I'm gonna learn all the SOPs, how they do it, how do you manage a team, how do you manage account managers and project managers and all these other things, right? Because there's just a lot of details. And I'm a visionary, I'm not a details person in Same. figuring all these other things out. I would just like, that's a lot. So I'm just gonna go hop in, hop in somewhere and learn how to do it. And uh, wh- I remember I was looking for jobs while I was freelancing. I spoke in a mastermind. At the end of it, I had 25 people that wanted to work with me. They're like, I need a logo. I need a website. And I was just like, okay. And I, I knew my-, my superpower is connection, right? And through the last you know, decade of my career, I had a Rolodex of really great creatives Really great developers, so I reach out to them. You know, they all work in some of the top startups in San Francisco. And I was like, "Hey, you want to moonlight and work this job over the weekend? You want to develop the site for me?" And they're all like, "Yeah, sure." And I was like, "All right." And before I knew it, I was doing. It. I was account. I was managing accounts. I was speaking to clients, and then I was having these. Uh, I was having my old colleagues like build. You know, do do the logos and the website, and before I knew it, that is an agency. And then over time, I started getting. Full time in house, uh, people working for me, and it was always me managing it. And it wasn't until a year and a half ago that I ha- started hiring other account managers to begin doing what I do, and then that allowed me to step out of the business. And that moment I stepped out, Chris, was when we really expanded. That was when I was really able to be like, okay, how, like, how do I, th- how, how am I able to really utilize my gift of connection and my gift of of building out content, meeting people and finding referral partners and things like that. And what I really, really, really love is team building. Yeah. I love building the heart of a team, company culture, manifesto, all of that to, to build a really great, um, yeah, just to build a really great tribe. And on the other side of it, I think this was one of my really big learning lessons from it all. and the route that I wanted to take was working. At an agency to pick things up. Mm -hmm. And the route that I ended up taking, instead of wasting five years of my life working for somebody else in order to learn, I hired out and I got mentors.
1: Yeah. Wow. And I got mentors. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, there's
1: two ways to learn, right? Go get a job or just hire the people that can kind of guide you.
0: Yes, exactly. And especially for me, it's like, um, I think what I was lacking is like masculine structure, Mm. right? And like, that that sense of like the structure and the finances and the goals and the objectives and you really really were a big part in in allowing me to to set that framework so that way I can then do what I thrive in doing so you really freed up a lot for me well
1: it, you know is to watch you grow as quick as you did was absolutely freaking awesome and nothing short of remarkable because it inspired so many other people to see what's possible and how quickly it's possible because we were joking before you got on, but if people watch your life on Instagram, and I know your life on Instagram is real. For most people, it's like highlight reel. For your life, it's yeah. real. You have, you get to do all the things you want from your morning routine to working out to you know going on all these girls' trips to everything else. You get to do the things that you want. And that wouldn't have happened if you had maintained a grip on everything, trying to do it yourself. Yes,
0: absolutely. You,
1: you've kind of grown into this entrepreneurial life, I think that people picture when they get started out, but then they don't quite get there because they won't give up controls. And that's really the theme I would say that you you did you accomplished this year was you gave up controls.
0: Yeah. And and it's important because like I recognize too, because it's, you know, my my business is like my that's like my baby. And Mm -hmm. ultimately I had to get past the fact that nobody's gonna be as obsessed as I am. Nobody's gonna be as as much of a workhorse as I am and super perfectionist the way that I am. And that's okay.
1: How'd you get that up? How did you come to grasp with that?
0: I came to grasp with that with understanding like, okay, I, I can only get so far if I'm the one doing all this. Mm -hmm. So if I trust my intuition and my judgment and my ability to train other people and being soft and forgiving for them, if let's say they're, they're 90% of who I am Mm -hmm. beautiful. And that's essentially, I think the team that I built, i am so lucky that I think I've really magnetized people and creatives that work really hard, but also maintain a sense of balance. Cause I don't want to have a I don't want to have a culture where people are overworked and underappreciated and don't have balance. Cause that's what it all comes down to for me. It's like I really wanted to put a lot of like soul-centered ambition into what I do, where it's not just I'm not here to to make a lot of money. I'm not here to build an agency and sell it. I'm just here to like enjoy the day to day empower entrepreneurs to get their gifts out there, build a team that's excited to get to work every day, and, and then allow myself to do what I'm good at doing too.
1: I think it's really interesting that you say, I'm not here to make a lot of money, yet you 5X'd your business last year and you're making you know an extraordinary amount of money. And I wonder if there's not something to when you do what you love, and you know you really love building the team and leading the team and providing great jobs. When you do what you love versus saying, how do I make more money? I think the the funny side effect, the great irony there is that's when you make the most,
0: yeah, absolutely, and the funny thing too is that so the I don't even know if I've ever told you this story, but the the template shop that um that we recently launched mm-hmm. uh years ago I had like me- mentors tell me like you should create a productized part of your business well blah, blah, one blah. and I always like stuck my nose up I was like no mm-hmm. that's not. the i'm not I, I'm not here to make money like to me, I like the idea of working with people one on one Yep. And actually, during this was during an ayahuasca ceremony. <sighs> I've had a lot, of which I'm actually doing one with my team uh, in in with two the, months. With your team that works for you? Yeah, so it's it's actually I've had a lot, and I'm not I'm not going to name any names, but a few of my really good friends. Uh, uh, we we always have these plant medicine ceremonies together, and we all conceptualize things mm-hmm. from a business standpoint because it's such a great way to like get ideas and like drop your ego and be like oh that's a you know, gain new perspective on things but that's where i came i thought of the i accepted the idea of of the the template shop i was like oh and it didn't come to me in a financial way i was like hey the mark that you want to make on this planet is allowing people to la- cuz allowing people to launch their businesses cuz mm-hmm. i my my value system and our our ethos within our agency is we want to be activator of activators yep. right so for instance you I think what you do is really fucking dope Chris and you empower other people. If I know that my agency and my team helped you really build something in order to att- to get more of that out there, that means a lot to me.
1: Yeah. That so, makes sense. The 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 activator of activators, the expander of expanders, you're helping other people grow their impact and therefore you're making the impact.
0: Absolutely. And as soon as we we had we had a meeting where we went over our our, our value system and really determining our, our ideal client too. As soon as we decided that, Chris, it's been nonstop. We've just been pouring in all of these amazing clients that are doing some of the coolest things and it feels so good for us. Like we could have been, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I could have been an agency to be like, okay, what do we, like let's build these really high-end e-commerce sites to sell lumber and mm-hmm. like, you know, help attorneys. That, like, I don't, not that I'm there's- I'm sorry,
1: you could never that. have that agency. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You would
1: never be the agency that builds a lumber website.
0: Exactly. So I, you know, that was a conscious decision I made. So as soon as we as a team decided we we're like, all right, we really want to go all in on these entrepreneurs that are really making weight, like a ripple effect on this planet. And if, if we can be part of that ripple effect, that's going to inspire everybody on my team to like really have heart behind what we do. So during when I was doing this uh, ceremony, I had this moment where I was like, "Okay, yeah, you are. I'm able to support people like you, Chris. Mm-hmm. But also, imagine you early on how helpful it would have been for you to have tools to build something dope." So I'm like, "All right, I, that 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 was when it came to me. I was like, I also there's this whole realm of other people like early stage entrepreneurs. Yeah. How can I build something to support them? Because I was the brand
1: like, shop came from.
0: That's where the brand shop came from. Hey,
1: listen, this is here's why this is so important that that we're talking about this right now. When we were just getting started out, we were just getting started out while we were reinventing ourselves financially. So we didn't want to spend the, the money on these massively expensive brands and these massive, massively expensive websites. I looked for how could we do this on the cheap, right? And I looked for that for too long. So I'm encouraging people out there. Um, don't look for how you can keep doing it on the cheap for too long like we did but when you're just getting started it's very fiscally responsible to fight, figure out how can i look beautiful but on a budget and that's really what your brand shop has kind of created
0: yeah absolutely who's
1: okay i want you to describe two types of customers for me who's the brand shop for and then who is your full scale agency for
0: so the brand shop is for either brand new entrepreneurs so it could be you could be selling an e-commerce product you could be writing a book you could be you know a an online uh, personal brand. Um, so we do logos, websites, and sales pages. And also um, kind of going back to the question you had to me about like structuring out sales pages, the way we built our websites and sales pages is they're not just design. It's all, it's all our blueprint for building highly converting websites, including copy prompts. Like for our sales pages, it says, like, okay, this is where you put your pain point questions, make them five to six words, like matches character count. And, da, 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 and we really lay out the blueprint so that way nobody's in their heads about it. So that's really the value there. If you're brand new and you need to get something out there, and I don't want anybody out there to feel stuck.
1: I have to interject. But, people don't quite realize how important this is, what you're talking about. The template with the actual sales copy prompts that says, mm-hmm. put the pain points in here, put the solutions here, put the whatever. It's a foolproof way for people to D-Y-I it, right? Like it... it it's how they can actually make sure that when they're going to go and they're going to create their own type of website, they don't do it for nothing. They're still going to convert sales.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And then uh working with us one-on-one, I always like to tell clients, like, there again, there is no cookie-cutter way of doing this, but let's say you've been business in business for a year, you've you've monetized on your first 50 to 75K and you're ready to to reinvest and and build yourself something solid. That you can uh, that you can scale up from there. So um, our our custom brand and uh, website clients are usually um, they're usually people who've been in business for about a year.
1: This is and okay. then they're
0: ready to. This to is a great
1: talent. like you know for people like structure. You just gave them structure. Let's say zero to ninety nine k. Go to the brand shop. Now, mm-hmm. You know your first hundred grand and up. It's time to go get like a big girl site. And yeah. no, so I didn't say big boy. So I'm going to get a big girl site. <laughs> and like really rise to the occasion of what you're accomplishing. But more importantly, you get to rise to the occasion of where you're going. And that's great because I think people hear this like, I don't get it. Should I be doing the full-scale one? Should I be doing the brand shop? And that gives them really good clarity. So yeah, what are and, the prices um, at like the brand shop versus what does it cost for your average full-scale project?
0: So our brand shop items, um, we have... Uh, so the shop itself is called the Startup Lab. And we have three different products. We have brand templates, sales page templates, website. Uh, templates. And our sales and, uh, our sales pages and website templates are built on Kajabi. So my team was the first agency that learned how to build custom Kajabi websites, which so. I think is the best platform for the online entrepreneurs selling the info product. So over time, and like uh, in the neck, probably by end of uh, 2021, we'll also start releasing uh, WordPress and show it templates um, as well, just to really cover all bases uh, for different web platforms. If you guys ever have questions about web platforms just reach out to me and my team we're always happy to send you guys resources. And the brand templates uh are are under 400 and then the two, the the website or sales page templates are 497.
1: So is it fair to say like if you wanted a, a sales page and a brand template you can be up and running for less than a grand?
0: Yes, exactly. And that's that's the thing too is in order for you to build a website or a sales page, you really need to have a, like some sort of your own brand identity, color, fonts, etc., to plug into the sales page or website to make it your own. And that's why it's like a one-two punch: you do branding first, and then you do um, you do the website templates. And another thing too is a lot of times our uh, our custom one-on-one pro- uh, clients. So let's say somebody comes to us and they do custom branding and a website, and then They're like you, Chris, where they have four different program courses. They'll work with us on custom branding for their main brand, and then they'll buy templates.
1: Oh, yeah, uh,
0: for their programs because again, programs. I think having a doing that big of a project is really daunting. You know, think of how long it took Mm -hmm. us to do like all everything you did. So we always recommend if you have different courses, programs, things like that. Like I mentioned earlier, they each need their own. unique identity because you're going to be promoting each of them separately on Instagram stories and you need them to have their own vibe. And from a user experience standpoint, when visitors land on those products, they need to know like, oh, this is money principles versus this is fast foundations. Like, It it needs to have that slightly different edge so that way people recognize that it's a different product. So for those, even if you can afford to work with us one-on-one, if you have a ton of different offerings, I just recommend just getting the different brand templates for each of your programs. That way, they're all they all look and feel different.
1: That's for really So Okay, and just for comparison's sake, you know, if we can get the brand kit and a sales page for less than a grand, what does a full scale project typically run? I know it's all over the place, but give us an average.
0: Yeah. So starting point. So yeah, you can get uh, if you do templates, you can get that up and running. Uh, depending on whether or not you do branding plus the web or just web for, like you mentioned, under under one k. And then to do a full-on custom brand project plus website, that starts at, at around 7 k for like a super simple website. But if you want to build up and you do m- multiple pages and different sales pages, things like that, they can go upwards of 10 k
1: Okay. I see why the 500 to $900 option is, yeah. is a lot more, not only popular, but a lot more fiscally responsible when people just get started. I think the bulk majority of listeners on this show are, of course, we have a lot of high earners, but... I, I'm just going to guess, I'm going to say 80% of them are in that sub 100 range where they're putting together their early stage business right now. And, and so the, the brand shop would be a better fit. Um, you and I have a small discount for the brand shop that we're going to give as a gift to everybody. And if, to get that gift, uh, sorry, to get that, that discount, all they have to do is go to brandup.ink. And guys, notice the suffix, I-N-K, brandup.ink.ink. And go to the shop tab and use the coupon code Chris. I know it's a shocking coupon code, Chris, C H R S. You're the
0: one Chris, all right? There, I, there are gonna be no other Chris. I am the
1: one and only Chris. One yes. and
0: only, yeah. And, and that shop, you guys, is, uh, we call it the Startup Lab. And as Chris mentioned, you'll get all the, whatever you need, any, any and all information on the shop tab.
1: And you were kind enough to give everybody 10% off that uses uh, Chris as a coupon code.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: awesome. All right, guys. So go to brandup.inc, I N K. And to go to the shop tab, check it out, use coupon code Chris and you'll get 10% off of, of all your stuff there. Thank you for doing that, by the way. That's like a huge, just kind move by you. Of course. All right, so of course. that kind of brings me to a couple last few questions here. Uh, first one is, where's the best place to follow you and plug into everything you're doing?
0: Uh, so best place to find me is um, my, my Instagram's Anna doing things. Um, and my agency, if you want to just do like deeper dive into like Website branding related things. Uh, BrandUp's Instagram is we are up.
1: I love it. And you said people can reach out to you on Instagram through we are BrandUp. Ask a couple of questions. Yes,
0: yeah. Wow. And honestly, ask me questions too. You know, I love a voice message. Yep. So any of you guys out there, you want to say hi? Ask me a question. Send me a voice message. Introduce yourself and let me know how I can support you.
1: I love that. Okay. So last question is this: We just talked about your massive success this year. Five extra revenue. You're creating jobs left and right for people that they love. And the tagline to this show is when good people make good money, they do great things. So what is one of your favorite great things that you've gotten to do for people now that you've been so successful?
0: That is a beautiful question. (laughs) So something we started incorporating last year and we're putting more structure around this this year is we're going to start doing um, quarterly pro bono projects again, act, you know, we want to be activators. So we want to find organizations, nonprofits or individuals that are really change makers, but are maybe early stage can't afford to work with us one-on-one. And, um, I'm going to put, I'm putting a page up on our website about this, but if any of you have an organization or you are a brand that are doing big things and you can't afford to work with us one-on-one, like email me, shoot me a message. Um, we'd love to consider, Just building you something, uh, building you a website, uh, branding on the house to really get your gifts out there.
1: Oh my God. You understand the floodgates you just opened up, right? Like, (laughs) All right, guys. If you're listening right now, if you can afford the templates, then afford the templates, right? I mean, they're already underpriced. So go to brandup.inc, go to the shop shop page and uh, get the templates. But if you know of, I'm going to say nominate. If you know (laughs) Um, of somebody who's a change maker, someone who's going to make a difference in this world. And you know they can't quite afford their site and their branding yet, but they have to get their message out there. Hit up Anna. Hit up We Are Brand Up on Instagram, right? Because the fact that they're willing to do something pro bono for people like that is the most beautiful example of what this show represents. And that's doing great things because of the great success that you've been able to have. So what parting words do you have for people on branding?
0: Um. Don't get in your head about it. Be authentic. If you're a personal brand, yeah, you got to be authentic to yourself, but also build everything with your ideal buyer in mind.
1: Oh, I love that. What a great way to put a bow on this thing. Anna, you're the freaking best. Thanks for taking some time to come on here and talk all things branding. But more importantly, thanks for coming on and sharing your entrepreneurial journey because it's been a real inspiration for other people to watch.
0: Thank you, Chris. It was my pleasure.
1: Mine as well.